I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. Okay, joining me today is Justin Hickey. He's a senior at Albuquerque Academy. He was runner-up at last year's state cross-country meet. He has a mile PR, 1600 PR, of a 427. His 3200 PR is a 932, and a 201 PR in the 800. Thank you for joining me today, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So my first question is, how did you get into running? It all started with my father. Uh, in seventh grade, I was currently doing soccer, uh, and that was my primary sport. And he thought it would, to you know, get ahead of you know the competition, uh, I should take up you know running a little bit. So I joined the cross country team in seventh grade. And I, I kind of fell in love with it. So, yeah, I, I found myself, you know, doing pretty well early on. Uh, I got some pretty good results at the meets. And though I, I, I was still really into soccer, so it was very hard for me to kind of find where my, you know, my, uh, my heart lie. So I, at the very last meet, <laughs> it was kind of tragic because I ended up going on the wrong side of a line during a turn. And so they DQ'd me during my last meet in seventh grade. And I thought that was the last cross-country meet I was ever going to run again in my entire life because I was planning to to join the soccer team at my school in eighth grade. So it was it was quite um, – it, it, was, it was an interesting experience. I, I really enjoyed it. And so when I was, had the intention of joining – the soccer team uh, up uh, going into eighth um, eighth grade year, I again started to train with the high school team just to try and get myself in shape. But I was pretty determined that I was gonna you know do soccer. But I, I fell in love with it. Uh, the guys, including um, like Eric Kedge, uh, AJ Kedge, Jordan Lasanti, uh, they really like brought me in to like their family and everything. So I, I really fell in love in love with the sport right then and there, and I, I decided. That's what I want to do. That's really cool. So you had this plan. You you were a soccer player and just you were doing cross country just for conditioning. That's 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 really what I was doing it for. <laughs> and I just fell in love with it. So it really tells you something about the sport. That that is true. That it can be it can be very addicting once once you can start seeing yourself grow in it. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. So that first year in seventh grade, were you doing cross country and like club soccer as well? Yes, I I was a part of my I I run for the uh, you know the academy and so they they also have a middle school team, but they didn't have middle school soccer, so they had middle school cross country, but no middle school soccer. So I did club soccer, and then I would go from cross country practice to my soccer practice. So yeah, I did both at the same time that had to have been pretty tiring. <laughs> it it was pretty tiring. Um 
I it got pretty uh, exhausting. In, in uh, I'd say, it, I had signed. I had still was still planning to continue soccer um, in eighth grade, but I wasn't going to compete for the school. I was still doing club soccer. So during that spring, I was doing track and field and then uh, soccer. So I would get done with my meets after running like two or three events, and then I'd go straight to soccer practice. And it, it was quite exhausting, but, it, it you know, it got me into phenomenal shape. Oh, I bet. We've had a couple of kids at our school, you know, on the girls' side, that's the, the side I coach on, that have done both during track. And they'll go out and they'll do whatever they need to for the meet. And they're like, okay, I, I've got to go, coach. I've got a tournament. And then they go and play, you know, two soccer games that evening. And it's just, it seems crazy to me. Yeah, it it's... It, it, it's definitely a hectic lifestyle, and I, at the end of it, I, I, I recognized that it was I was doing too much, and so I made the choice to stick with running. How long had you played soccer leading up to that decision? I started soccer when I was, I think, three or four years old. I, I played AYSO for quite a few years, and I then moved over to club soccer. You know, a lot of kids do that. They're in soccer for so long. So by that time, I mean, you had already been in soccer for obviously most of your life. And to make that decision to, you know, just leave, well, where most of your friends probably were. I mean, that's probably where most of your friend group was at the time. Yeah, no, I, I was very close with my team. Uh, it was a hard decision to make. And that was the only sport I really kind of knew well. So it was, yeah, it was a hard decision. Did your dad run as well? Is that why he suggested cross country or was it just strictly, I think this might be good for you type of thing? So my father um, was born in Australia. Um, so he, he grew up there most of his life and he went to a pretty small uh, private school. And so they were actually required to participate in the sports like throughout the school year. So he ended up doing a little bit of uh, cross country it, it wasn't his favorite thing to do he 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 enjoyed playing rugby much more but uh he'd gotten the chance to do it and so he thought it'd be a good experience for me but also he recognized the fact that it would get me in very you know very good shape for soccer right and rugby is huge down there and and i mean a lot of other countries as well did he ever try to push you that way he did a, a couple of times but we like we would watch like rugby games all the time, but I never really got into playing it. It is a fun sport to watch, but man, they it it, it can be a little uh, brutal. <laughs> I, I'm much too small for it, so <laughs> I wouldn't survive very long out on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you talked about some of those guys bringing you bringing you in, you know. What is that environment like? I mean, when we see Academy, you guys seem like a very close team. Like, is that something that comes from the top down from your from Coach Kedge and comes down and you all just kind of bring each other? Or where does that come from? I'd say it's, it, it starts, it definitely starts at the top because the top guys have been together for so long. And so, but they also recognize that in order to keep the team, you know, cohesive and and try and you know train up the next generation that they have to bring in the the younger people you know into their community and you know show them what this is all about and so 
you know, Coach Kedge has been great in creating a very inclusive culture, but uh, I, I'd say a very large percentage of it has definitely been the top guys who have been, you know, trying to recruit the little one, you know, the, the younger runners to, you know, be as, be the best athlete that they can be. And how helpful is that, that you get to see those younger runners? Like, you know, you said you, you got into it in, in seventh grade, eighth grade, and now here you are going into your senior year or in your senior year, and you get to kind of work with some of those seventh, eighth, and eighth graders when, you know, a lot of other schools, because the, you know, middle schools are separate, don't really have that opportunity. How, how beneficial is that to growing that team? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, it has been rather difficult this year just because due to size restrictions of the team, the eighth graders have been forced to uh, stay on the middle school team for now just because of like all this coronavirus and uh, the coronavirus and everything. So it has been difficult. So we've been focusing more on the current members of our team who are in like ninth grade and 10th grade and trying to bring them up. But I'm sure, like once this passes, you know we'll, we go we'll be going right back to where what we were doing before. If you look hard, and you'll find some very promising uh, young runners out there. It's just you know there's lots of there's lots of talent, and so I think that has been very inspirational to me. I, I sincerely hope a lot lots of them will stick with the sport um, and become like great runners. There's no way to say for sure, but yeah, I I, I really this has been an exciting time. And you going going back to that end of the seventh grade year and thinking, all right, this is it. This is the end of my career. I'm I got in shape, and and getting disqualified, stepping over the line. When you came back in the in your eighth grade year and decided you were going to do cross country, you know, was that kind of ever on your mind? Like, okay, I got to kind of avenge that <laughs> disqualification or anything. Yes, there there definitely was that sense. Uh, I I had recognized that I had a little bit of talent for cross country at, in my seventh grade year, so I really wanted to see how far I could take it. I made the JV team uh, in eighth grade, and that was a really big achievement for me because uh, I hadn't, you know, it, you I was running with like mostly juniors and, and and seniors, and that felt like a really really big step up from you know, running with, you know, kids my age. So, but yes, I would say there was definitely, yes, I would, I would want to, yeah, I did want to kind of avenge, you know, my disqualification because that, that was, I, that was pretty traumatic for me. I must say, uh, I, I was definitely in tears at the end of that race. I, I can imagine. I mean, you, you, you pour everything you, you can into a run and then only to hear, eh, sorry, it didn't officially count. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, it was, it, yes, it, it was really unfortunate. <laughs> and so fast forwarding, you know, like you said, you, in, starting in eighth grade, you're running JV and you're running with guys that are older than you. You're getting to see the varsity team. You know, how helpful was it to just watch the the tradition that Albuquerque Academy has and I mean, every year it seems like someone steps up and is a state champion in something in the in the distance events, whether it's in cross country or, you know, the 800, the mile, the two mile in track. It, it just always seems like there's somebody ready to take that next step up. 
Yeah, I remember one conversation when I was. It, it was on the. We were on the JV track. Uh, JV track, and the upper level distance runners took time out of their day to come and speak with us, and they were talking about how awesome it was to be fast, like to be at the top of your game, like with other top people in the state and just being able to go for it. So that was, it, it was really inspiring. Um, and having like so, so, so many amazing like examples to look up to and, you know, aspire to be hopefully um, someday. And so I feel like that, like it gets passed on like, you know, throughout the years, cause you're always looking up to someone. And so it keeps the, tradition of excellence i would say and that makes sense is that something that you know you've already said right now you know things are a little bit separate is that something that you hope you get to get a chance to do uh this track season if things kind of settle down a bit yes i really do hope so i would really like to try and find like the next couple of you know hopefully academy superstars and you know inspire them as much as I can to you know become the best runners that they can be um and so I I do hope that we can you know kind of bridge the gap um I I think that being able to have a lot of those eighth graders on uh, like moved up to the high school team whether that be you, you know running you know JV like for track or JV or C team on cross country I think it's I think it's inspiring for them to be able to kind of look up and see oh wow this is what you can achieve if you keep with this for these years and put in the hard work i i agree and i think having those upperclassmen like yourself coming and telling them like i just didn't start off here i had to work for it i was jv too and i was here and i've had these these downs as well i think that's important for um, any new runner to hear that it's not just just came easy Yes, I, I think that's completely true. And uh, when I was younger, it definitely didn't look like that. Uh, it, I definitely just thought that, you know, the fast, you know, the fastest people on the team, like, were, you know, they were just naturally fast and they, and they, you know, just came on the team and were instantly the best, but that just wasn't the case. But they, they really showed me that, you know, it, hard work and dedication really pays off. Absolutely. It's in, especially I mean well in in any sport but distance running is something you can really see year after year as you add more miles and can you know add some different strength training and things to your body and I mean you see guys that aren't peaking until their early 30s after running for you know so many years it's uh it really is a long game (laughs) yeah it definitely is and so, you know, going back to the last cross country season, you had a pretty good season. Obviously, you came you were runner up at the state championships. When going into last year, did you know like you were ready to take that next step that you were going to be right there? Uh it's it's I I recognized that I had of a very like good shot at possibly winning the state titles. And that became a very like real reality for me. It was cool, but also it, you know, I put, I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to try and uh, achieve that goal. 
so I, you know, I, I picked up my training and I, I, I did the best that I could. I was, you know, as I thought it was very cool that um, my teammate and I took first and second at state. It was a very cool experience. That's, that's awesome. And yeah, you guys did, you guys were one, two, I think there was only like five seconds separating you two. If I, if I remember correctly from uh, doing some research, which is just, I mean, that's not much. <laughs> no, he's, 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 uh, he's a very gifted 800 runner. So he definitely has, you know, the ability to kick a little bit more than me. So on the, we were pretty close together along the, um, the, the kind of the soccer fields and, you know, the sports fields in Rio Rancho. And so, and once we had gotten through the solar panels, like we were kind of neck and neck, but it was kind of that last stretch heading back in the stadium where you really kind of, uh, you know, drop the hammer. <laughs> so <laughs> just speak. <laughs> and how, how hard is that to, it may be hard isn't the right word, but I'm sure there was some disappointment in getting second, but also at the same time, like happy for your happiness for your teammate. Yes, there was definitely that. Um, I, you know, I did, as everyone, you know, would be like, would like to be in my situation, you know, to win first. Um, you know, it's a very cool privilege to have, but you know, my teammate Julian, he worked very, very hard for, you know, to get there. He's a very, very gifted runner. So if anyone was going to beat me at that state championships, I'm glad it was him. I'm sure uh, there was a, another kid, um, Rafael from Los Alamos, who was uh, just behind you guys in the standings. And when I was looking back at some of the other things, it seems like he was he was pretty close to to you, pretty much behind you most of the year, but pretty close to you uh, throughout the season. Yeah, uh, Rafael. I, I actually ran against him in uh, it was in, in middle school, and uh, he was much much better than I was. You know, he he, he won. I think every single race and I think he might have even taken third at nationals. So I think the first time I, I beat him was in ninth, ninth grade, like at the state titles across country, but I, I have a great deal of respect of him. And we, you know, we kind of trade off, you know, with like beating each other and everything. So I'd say, yeah, there is a little bit of a rivalry going there, but we have a great deal of respect for each other. Oh, that's cool. I was looking at that at at that finish, and I just I was thinking that this year, I mean, between you two and and anybody else that steps up, it could be a very fun, although shortened season. You know, it could be fun watching you guys and anybody else that steps up battle it out. Yeah, for sure. And I think also Hope Christians uh, Eric Sharton will also be up there. Unfortunately, last last state titles, he he was he was really he was quite sick. So, um, I think he might've had pneumonia or something, but, uh, yeah, he, he wasn't in, he wasn't in racing condition as it's fair to say. So I really feel for him for that. Cause I know what it's like to be, you know, injured or sick, you know, during important races during the year, but he'll definitely be, he'll definitely be up there, uh, next state, you know, hopefully this state upcoming state championship. Right. And I forgot about him. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's definitely, you want to race the best when you're at state, right? You want to go up against and not feel like, well, I won this, but this person was sick or injured or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I believe, ev well, everyone wants to race their best. Um, it definitely, 
you know, to, to whoever, you know, whoever wins it is definitely a little bit more, you know, it definitely adds a little bit to your pride, you know, thinking, oh man, you know, hey, everyone was in perfect shape, but I still managed to, you know, you know, win this one. But um, uh, yeah, I, I sincerely hope that everyone is healthy and, uh, you know, injury free for this upcoming, you know, cross country meet, uh, the state titles and everything. So, right. Yeah. And so last year you ran the regional meet as well, right? After the state championship. Yes, I did. I've never, honestly, I've never been a huge fan of NXR. I think it's gotten too big for, like, it's gotten too big for the course. There is, I think there's like 400, 500 runners, you know, crammed up and it bottlenecks pretty quickly. So if you don't run, if you don't run 440 the first mile, uh, there's good luck with podium, you know, getting on the podium or anything. So I, I guess that's the nature, but a nature of it. But uh, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on it. I think that's that's a very fair assessment of it. But at the same time, was it fun just being in that atmosphere of all those runners and just kind of having that, just you know, that that many people are there just for a race and just to see people compete and all those kids are there to try to do the best they can, even under those circumstances. Yeah, it's definitely a sight. You definitely, I, I got, I, I got very, you know, I, I get quite nervous, especially in meets that big, just knowing like the amount of talent that is out there. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's a very cool experience, especially being in the championship race and, you know, having your, your name called out and like your team being able to run out and everything in front of, you know, uh, at the beginning of the race. So it, it is a cool experience. Uh, I must say. You talked about earlier that you put a lot of pressure on yourself kind of going into the season. It did that carry into, you know, state and NXR as well. Uh, yes, it, 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 it did carry into state particularly, uh, I was, uh, aiming to win it. Um, so yeah, even though I, I got second to my teammate, you know, I was still pretty bummed that I didn't, that I didn't win the race. I actually, at that time, Jordan Lasanti was kind of our assistant coach for the, you know, for that fall. And he as well had experienced something similar his junior year. He, yeah, he was definitely more than capable of, you know, winning uh, state his junior year, but uh, it, it just it just didn't happen. And and in NXR, I was expecting to do a lot better than I did, and I reckon I could have if I had if I had thought through how the race was going to, you know, proceed um, a little bit earlier and really thought about it because I I didn't go out as nearly as hard as I I should have. Um, I think I would have had a much more real chance of getting a, 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 you know, a decent spot um, at regionals if I had probably prepared for it a little bit better. And so how did you kind of work through that heading into track? Obviously, before we knew that everything was going to get shut down, was that something you were trying to kind of work on and kind of not put so much tr- uh, pressure on yourself? Or were you kind of did you find yourself putting that pressure on again leading into the track season? 
I, I kind of disregarded it. Uh, I realized the mistakes I had made, especially during the regional meet. In the moment during cross country, I was pretty upset about what place I got. But looking back on it now, you know, I, I feel very good about the race and everything and, and how it went through and everything. And I just realized, <laughs> like, Julian just got the better, he had the better race that day. So I'm, I, I really, you know, it's, you know, it's fine when I look back onto it. So it didn't really carry through into the track season. I, you know, completely just put it in the back of my head and just focused on doing as well as I, you know, could. Going into junior season, I was looking at it very much as a, you know, trying to PR as, you know, get as much of a PR as I could as possible, especially with the outlook to hopefully maybe run in college. And uh, junior your season is a very big time, you know, the time when, like, where all the coaches, you know, look at for times and everything for their, you know, recruit recruiting and everything. Right. And kind of on that note, uh, have you been looking into colleges to continue your running at this point? Yes, I have. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, I, I think I'm pretty, I, I've narrowed it down to pretty much five schools. So, uh, yeah, and I, I'm very thankful for the position I'm in because I'm I've worked also very hard academically. So I'm ha- you know I have some options uh, to some very prestigious schools, both in running and academically. That's good, and i um, it's awesome to hear that. You know, sometimes it can be a focus to be more of I want to go to school where I know my running is going to continue and you know, the academics will come later. And so I'm glad to hear that you're balancing both of those because it it is tough when you're younger to kind of be able to take that opportunity and and use all the opportunities that come your way. Yeah, uh, academics has always been a first for me. So that's never been so much of an issue with balancing that with uh, athletics. Um, So I've I've honestly never had any any trouble whatsoever balancing the two. So um, I understand that it could be a burden for some. So going back to track last season, you were able to get one meet in. I believe that's where you got your 800 PR 201. And so you had to have felt pretty good about starting off like that and, and how the rest of the season was going to go. That was my second 800 meter run I had ever run on like on the varsity team. So I had run one, run one the year before at district, and uh, and so this this year I'd actually qualified for you know state by time. So that was pretty cool, like knowing that you know this it wasn't it's not my specialty event whatsoever. So just that achievement in itself was pretty cool. So I, I it was unexpected, just you know to say the least. I bet. And so were you pretty disappointed when? Obviously, things got shut down and, you know, you weren't able to then kind of test out how that speed would help you in, in the 1600 and, and 32. Yes, I was extremely upset. Uh, I was planning to, uh, uh, along with the meets in New Mexico, I was, I was going to try and run at uh, the Chandler, you know, Rotary Invitational and uh, possibly go to Arcadia. Oh, wow. Um, so I was really disappointed that I wasn't able to run it at those meets due to the, you know, the virus and everything. So, but then again, everyone was, you know, everyone else was experiencing the same 
you know, the same thing. So I'm I'm not going to dwell too much on it. (laughs) That's probably the best way to look at it, especially now. (laughs) And over the summer, as we were continuing to kind of see where the state was, where the country was, and you know, there we were getting some, okay, cross country is going to be able to practice. And then no, it's not going to be able to practice. And it kind of went back and and forth there for a while. Was, was that a little tough to kind of wrap your head around as well? Or were you just like, you know what, I'm just going to take what, what my coach is giving me and just do the workouts and hope for the best. There was a bit of both. All of us were very unsure about what was going to happen. But I also like wanted to keep training, you know, hoping that hoping that, you know, we we would get a season and hopefully will. I still trained with my team during the summer. We still followed all of what my coach, you know, gave us with with some modifications once we got updates about when the season was gonna start. But for for the most part we trained as though it was gonna happen. And, you know, here we are, we get to start some schools have already started practices um we have a a schedule out of meets i think i think we have five ourselves um i'm not sure how many you guys have but you know are you excited even even though it's going to look different even though there's some different rules in place are you excited to be able to to have this opportunity yes i am uh i'm very they're doing a gone to a great deal of effort to try and uh, you know give us an opportunity to race and everything the the only rule i'm really not so sure about is uh running with masks on uh that's going to be a, a serious challenge and there's no one in the entire state that will be able to race their best while wearing a mask so i i don't know if there's ways um that they can you know implement you know put in procedures in place to minimize risk even further but allow us to race without a mask but it, it it's going to be very interesting to say the least i uh I, I do agree with that it is it will be uh difficult i've been practicing um myself just to get ready to run with the kids and and wearing my masks and i will say at least in the mornings when it's a little bit cooler it's a little bit easier but those 80 degree afternoons when we normally meet is uh, that's a little bit tougher to be to be breathing in the hot air. But, you know, again, like you talked about before with when it, the season ended, everybody's going to be on the same uh, playing field on that. So at least there's there's that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, that is true. Everyone will be on the uh, same playing field, but who knows? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe things will be, you know, improve. Maybe we won't. But. Um, need to wear masks, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll all roll with what, you know, what we get. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, again, thinking about the season and, and, and going through, what's your favorite workout during cross country season? Uh, okay. Well, just, I, so out of all the training we do, you know, from the various from long runs to just normal runs, you know, workout day is uh, my favorite day. So uh, whether that's, you know, fartlicks or progression run or repeats, 
those are always my favorite. I'd say my f- most favorite workout we do uh, during the cross country uh, season is we go down to ADO and we do like 600 repeats, like a lot of them, like, like, uh, you know, eight to 10 of them. So at, at, you know, quite, quite a fast pace. I'd say that it's, it's, you're definitely winded by the time you're done with it, but it's really rewarding once you've finished. And do you guys do that workout on the grass or are you guys on the, like on the dirt trail? Now we're on the grass, which makes it extra difficult since they don't, they rarely mow it down there. So <laughs> it is, I, I, yeah, that, that grass, some like, you know, when you show up there and it's mowed, it's like, Oh wow. Like, all right, this isn't so bad, but it quickly is back up above your shoes. And it's, it is, uh, yeah, that's all. It's always an interesting place to run. I enjoy it. I enjoy taking our kids there too, but it is, uh, being on that grass sometimes is is half the workout yeah well it definitely gives you some practice for running on you know golf courses um during some meets but obviously here we don't really do that all that much but yeah so it it's yeah you're definitely dragging your feet a little bit (laughs) it is yeah there's not a whole lot i think um you know highlands course over at bullhead park you know has a lot of grass and then of course, we were Rancho on on the soccer fields, but it's, it's always nice and manicured. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Los Alamos as well. Um, for those who go up to the Invitational, theirs is also on a golf course. Oh, nice. Yeah, we don't get to travel um, really outside the state very often, so that's. Uh, but when I was running, uh, I ran in Los Alamos several times, but it was a uh, a different course. <laughs> right. Um, what, what is your favorite course? What's the, your favorite course that you've run on in, in your, uh, short career here? I think the most, my most favorite course was the Metro course during my eighth grade year. It was raining and the mud stuck to the bottom of my shoes and I didn't have any flats. So I was wearing trainers that got caked in two inches of mud. And so you ran that you know, up the big hill and then up another hill. And then you got to finish right through the football stadium. I thought that was the coolest thing because there's so many people, you know, around us like cheering and everything. So I reckon that was probably my most favorite course, but unfortunately they changed it. And I kind of wish they would change it back because I thought that was really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I remember the original course now. I know it was, it it was a little bit different, but I, I just don't remember it too well myself. But I've heard some a few people say that that's uh, they they enjoyed the the original. Yeah, it was it was just more the finish than than anything else. Just being able to like you know go into a big stadium like with you know everyone like surrounding you and everything. It was just a cool experience. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and it'll be a little bit different this year without um, fans, obviously. Yes, it'll be a little more quiet. <laughs> Have you um, talked to your parents about that part at all? Are they a little disappointed that they're not going to get to watch you this senior year? Uh, for sure. Um, yeah, they, they they haven't so much expressed it to me that they're disappointed about that. They're more happy that it looks like I'm going to be able to get a season. But uh, I definitely know 
uh, deep down that, you know, they, they really wish that they could see it, but they're definitely hopeful for track. I think that they would be very upset if uh, they didn't get to see cross country or track. Right. You know, like you said earlier, you went, you know, you had a lot of pressure on yourself. You were able to kind of recognize that and, and move forward and, and be ready for, for track. But what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going to just continue to build and try to be the best runner uh, you can right now? Uh, racing. I there. I love the thing I love most about this sport is racing. I, I it just. I don't know. There's something indescribable about it that I just I, I love. I love the competition. You know, I love like pushing yourself to the limit and, you know, trying to see if you can beat other people's limits. So that is, yeah, that is the number one thing that motivates me to like run all the time. Uh, I'll be totally honest. If, if races didn't exist, I probably wouldn't run. (laughs) Not just, you wouldn't just go out there and be like, I'm just going to try to stay healthy. You you need that extra little uh, boost of, I need a cat. I need a little competition. Yeah, I need a little competition. <laughs> <laughs> I get that though. I, I I do. It's um especially I think when you're younger, you know, having that that test of yourself and your test against other people and your test against that clock is a great a great motivator and a great way to just to see what you can do. Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's definitely really, it, it, it's really cool, especially when you exceed your expectations. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a completely different experience. So, um, yeah, that that's what I definitely love the most about it, about the sport. When you're sitting on that starting line or standing on that starting line and you're, you're ready to go, what's going through your mind? Not a heck of a lot, actually. Um, I'm pretty focused on just, you know, did I do all my stretches? Uh, you know, I, am I feeling like pretty loose right now? Is there anything that isn't feeling too tight? I rarely get stressed before races. I, I get I get little butterflies, but I'm not I'm not really. I wouldn't say I'm nervous, you know, per se that uh, that I'm not gonna perform or or anything. So I'm pretty, I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm quite calm before my races. And during the race, are, are, do you hear like coach Kedge or the other coaches like telling you what to do or to go after this person? Or are you just zoned in on, on the people like in the race with you? Uh, it definitely depends where coach Kedge is standing. <laughs> uh, like uh, if you're near the stadium, like it's it's very hard for me to hear anyone except for my mother. <laughs> She's the one person I do definitely do hear. But if uh, yeah, I, I definitely have an ear for uh, Coach Kedge, and so I am I am listening for you know if, if he is saying something. That doesn't mean I always comprehend what he's saying because I'm you know it's so mentally gone by that stage. But uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It, it's always interesting t- to me, you know, m- when I'm trying to talk to my runners and give them pointers, half of them like, I didn't even hear what you said. And the other half were like, my body was going as, as much as it could anyway. I, c- I couldn't do what you were asking me. 
Yeah, I've definitely had both experiences. There's definitely a couple of times where, like, uh, I think it was my first, like, for example, like my first two mile that I've ever done before. And uh, <laughs> as you do, I lost track of what lap I was on. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, I was so tired by the last last lap that I, I completely just didn't hear when one of the coaches told me, you know, this is the last lap you need to go. So I kind of cruised the last lap and I didn't realize until I saw the guys in front of me, like walking. I was like, oh my gosh, did I just like, just like, <laughs> I just like basically almost jogged the last lap. Oh, it was pretty funny. So I, I've definitely experienced both. I, I, I think that's probably got to be pretty common where, you know, distance runners have lost track of their laps in, in the middle of the race. I, I don't even know how, how the college guys do with the five K's and 10 K's. I just, I'd lose track so quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what I thought as well. And then I realized that they had the, after the race, I realized they had the little, uh, like the little numbers, right. you know, right next to the start line. So, uh, yeah, that would have been good to know that was there before the race started. <laughs> <laughs> so you you did talk about, you know, you'd run the 800, but it's not really your specialty. During track, which which do you prefer, the, the 16 or the 32? Uh, I think I like the 16 a little bit more. I think I've had pretty equal success in both so i'm not really sure which one i'm better at but i think i enjoy the 16 a little bit more uh, just because i think it requires a little bit i think you have to push yourself just a tad bit more than per se a two mile that makes sense i mean pushing yourself in a different way obviously going a little quicker instead of trying to sustain it for for a longer period yeah you, you you're you're trying to, you know, basically like sprint as fast as you can at the end with not, you know, not actually being able to fully sprint, you know, your maximum speed. So um, I, I always find that exhilarating. Yeah. Do you have a specific goal for this season or are you just kind of going with it and, and happy that you're getting this opportunity again? Uh, I'm, I'm, there's, there's both. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. Well, I'm I'm not gonna jinx this, but I, I you know, it looks like we're gonna have a season. So if that if that is the case, then you know I I'm very 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 happy that we will. Uh, I'd say my goal is to yeah win state, yeah because I didn't you know do it last year. So I'd say that's if anything yeah that's my number one goal for you know this cross country season. I think it's good to have that goals. You're you're right there. So it'll be fun to watch you. It'll be fun. I, I think the the 4A boys is going to be a a good battle and it'll be fun to watch it uh, even if it even if things aren't quite as uh, normal as a um as a as a regular season and it'll be yeah. interesting cuz state is usually you know that first week of November and it's normally pretty chilly in the morning so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what it looks like it, that first week of December. Oh yeah, for sure. I've been, I've been thinking about it about a while, whether I need to go buy myself some, you know, like running tights or something so for the race, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what it's like when it, when it comes there, but it's definitely going to be a fight to the finish. Absolutely. Uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. I got one last question for you and 
that is what song is kind of getting you going, getting you pumped, motivating you to get out the door, or you just are getting in your head before you run? What what song do you have a song? Uh, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an upbeat song, and I think we could all use something upbeat during these challenging times. I I agree with you. As not, I that is not a direction I would have expected you to go, but I like it. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I just get a lot with with especially kind of the the younger group. There's a lot of uh, uh, rap um, and, and some kind of harder, faster things. But I, it's a good choice. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll let uh, Coach Kedge be the final judge on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to view what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know, before I let you go, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I would encourage everyone to, you know, keep running during these challenging times. Uh, it may seem like there is no end in sight, but uh, better times are around the corner. Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you can, please rate and review, but most importantly, spread the word so we can grow this community. If you know of any runners that deserve a shout out or should be interviewed, or you just want to share your runs and connect with other people, use the hashtag RunningNM on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow me at RunningNM on both these platforms. If you prefer to reach out by email, you can find me at runningnewmexico at gmail.com. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud under DJ Teach. And until next time, keep running, New Mexico.